If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hello, hello. Happy Friday. Today is actually the Christian holiday of Good Friday. Do you re- did you realize that? Yeah. Today is a Good Friday. This is the day that Christ died for our sins. And um, that's awesome. We are, um, before we get into today's show of Dots and Stars, we want to set up a challenge to our listeners. Alrighty. I, you guys probably don't know this, but we have we get st- um, statistics every Monday morning, and then once a month we get some more statistics, and I forgot what they're called. So, um, Robert, sorry. Anyway, I forgot what they're called, and it doesn't matter. All right, so we have two types. Our ratings? It's kind well, kind of, but that's not what they're called. Well, wait okay, a minute. So i got to tell everybody something. I grew up. I'm not the short little thing sitting in yeah. front of the camera now. You got <laughs> grown up. So we have, um, we have live listeners, which if you're listening to us right now at 11.05 a.m. Pacific time, then you are a live listener. And we have um, on-demand listeners. Let's start with the live listeners first. I don't know what's going on down there in Richardson, Texas, but you are awesome people. You are yeah. our number one listeners. You have the number one rating, meaning that you have the most listeners than anyone else in the United States. You have the most listeners actually in the world at this point. So pat yourselves on the back. No lie. We thank you, Richardson, Texas. Mm -hmm. And the second um, is Arizona, Phoenix. Yeah. We were just there. Yeah. Phoenix is is number two. I'll come there and stay. I love Phoenix. Can. Okay, so num- our hometown basically, basically is Wichita, Kansas. Yes. Wichita, we need to talk. Yeah, we need to smack them on the hands. We need to talk. We're coming there in May to do our show. And we're going to have to whoop you. Yeah. Um, you're number four. Yeah. Our own hometown. Yeah. No support. No support. From our own family. That's pretty bad. We have more people listening in China than we do in many of the towns in, in the USA. And I counted it up because I have a major in sociology, and that's what, that's you know what? what, that's what we do. Hooray for China. Mm-hmm. We have 22 of the 50 states represented it, again, with Richardson, Texas, number one in the United States. And um, so our challenge is who will increase their rank in the next few weeks? And that we're going to go from today, which is April 19th, to May 17th. That's four Fridays, if right. I counted right. right. Okay. So who on the library ch- um, listeners will increase your rank? Again, right now, Richardson, Texas, you are on the top. Arizona, you're second. Um, Millsboro, Delaware, you are number three. Thank you. And, and Wichita, Kansas, you're number four. All righty. And at the bottom of the ring, there's a whole bunch of you um, right now, Warwick, New York. So thank you, New Yorkers. Like I said, we have 22 of the 50 states represented. All right, so that's live listeners. Now we go to on-demand listeners with, who are, you listen to the show after it's been recorded, or you go like to, to a show that we've already done, like clear back in October, and you listen to that one on demand. So you go to our website, abadaddygirls.live on Voice America, and you just click on a show that you want to listen to. Those online listeners, guess what? Ashburn, Virginia, you are number one on on demand um, for regional in the United States. Way to go, Ashburn. And Texas, you're still in the run, but I hope I say this right, Iowa, a close second after Ashburn, Virginia, is Autumnwall. That's how I would say it. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sorry if I slaughter it. Autumnwall, Virginia, is a close second after Ashburn. And Richardson, Texas, you're, you rank at number three. And Kansas, guess where you rank? You're consistent. Yes, number four. Number four. <laughs> so who can do this? And Dublin, Ireland, is the number one 
worldwide first listener. place dublin ireland can you that's just unbelievable to me so again <clears throat> excuse me who will, the challenge is this who will increase their rank in the next few weeks it ends may 17th annette you have a challenge i do <clears throat> i have a challenge for everybody out there whether you're number one or number four the first person who'll call in to visit with us because we like to visit with our listeners. Well, I'm a, I'm becoming an artist and I draw pictures and I've got a website coming up where I'm selling pictures on, but the first person who'll call into the radio station will be able to tell me what they want me to draw and I'll draw it for them and send it to them. So if you call in to talk to us, it'll be one eight 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 three four six nine one four one and i'll send him a signed picture veldemar london is a famous artist and he's the one that's teaching me to draw and if you're on on demand you can email us abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com because on demand can't obviously call in when you you listen to it already recorded so abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com all right but the first person to call in today today will get a picture okay and, you'll and they draw. can tell me what to exactly. draw. They, you, they can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And one other thing I want you guys to realize, too, is besides the United States, we have listeners in Germany, Italy, Syrian a a Arab Republic, Mexico, Germany. I had Germany twice. How about that? Let me cross that one out. France, Japan, Russian Federation, which we know it is Russia, India, Ukraine, Sweden, Belarus, which I had to look that one up. Belarus, it is east of Poland in Europe, Finland and Netherlands. So it's important that we continue to reach the world for the cause of Christ. It's absolutely, I mean, because that's who we're reaching. And please consider donating to this ministry so that we can go and make disciples. And, and next week's show is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Next week's show. So donate so that we can continue to go and make disciples of all nations and will be witnesses to the ends of the earth. I mean, witnesses to the ends of the earth is what Christ said before he ascended um, to the Father after he had spent, after his resurrection and appeared to over 500 people. And that's our, that is our that's command. Our mission. That's our mission. Go and wit be a witness to the ends of the earth. So we would appreciate it. Right now we have, we need some money. We have some kids that need clothes. I mean, they need clothes now. They need underwear. They need shoes. And it, if you want to help out, that's fantastic. You can go to our website, uh, abadaddyhouse.org. Um, you can go there. We have a place where you can donate. Those kids need underwear. They need really clothes. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, so, and by the way, the picture that you, want me, that you get, ask me to draw, I'll even frame it to send it to you. Okay. That works. That works. Okay. Annette, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about stickers. Okay, what about stickers? Well, stickers are fun. Okay. And there was a girl that she was our client that talked to us about stickers that she loves stickers. Mm -hmm. And she talked about how, uh, I mean, she, she was a really neat kid. We love kids. We kids love. are our thing. We love to work with kids. Um, she liked happy face stickers. Mm -hmm. And have you ever rewarded your kids with stickers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I think oh, I think I did. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I rewarded my grandkids with stickers, and we've rewarded kids in the office with stickers. Mm -hmm. And we've talked to parents about rewarding their kids with stickers. And your great-grandkids that come here, I always have stickers. In As fact, I, I have the drawers that they get to play with. There's a sticker on the drawer. Mm -hmm. That's their drawer. And they know exactly and, which drawers to go yep. to. And then they stay out of all the rest of the other drawers because they don't have stickers on them. And there's different types of stickers. There's like star stickers, tattoo stickers. Mm -hmm. And we tell parents that work to use those stickers for behavior chore charts. Yep. And behavior charts. And, I mean, you can stick them on almost anything. Have you, you ever can. thought what you can't stick them on? Um, no. There ain't nothing you can not stick them on they stick on everything there's 3d stickers have you ever seen a 3d sticker i don't remember if i have or not well a 3d sticker is ones that you look at and they're either bubbled up 
that's a 3D sticker, or they are ones that when you turn them, they look, oh. they, you look like they're moving. Yeah, I think I've seen yeah. those. Okay. Or a 3D sticker looks like, like if you see a, one that looks like a fish pond, it looks like the fish are really swimming in it. Oh. Those okay. are 3D stickers. I'll have to be more attentive to stickers, sorry. Yeah, stickers are all kinds of weird stickers. Okay. Uh, the little girl in our office said she uses them to make purses for her dolls. Yes. With those stickers. Mm -hmm. I thought that's pretty creative. She was a creative, creative little girl. Yes. We're going to read a book today about stickers. Well, so stickers are always good then. Not always. Sometimes people use stickers for bad things. Oh. To degrade people. Oh. And so. it's not funny when you do that. Okay. Well, we do have a book. And we told you last week that we were going to read You Are Special from... Um, written by Max Alcato. After she hits me in the head with it. Uh, I do the same thing with umbrellas, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she do, I do. I'm just consistent. I am very, very consistent. She just wants to see if I'll pass out. Uh, I don't, you don't need any help to pass out. <laughs> You're just kind of there. And again, this is You Are Special by Max Lakato. It's it, my favorite book. It was written in 1997 just for all of you who want to know that. And we're going to try to get this up here. I need to adjust myself a little bit to get the book up here and see if I can get it. Aha, there we go. Can I get it right there? But I need to be able to see the words. Um, there we go. The Wemmings were small wooden people. All of the wooden people were carved by a woodworker named Eli. His workshop sat on a hill overlooking their village. Right there. Each Wemmick was different. Some had big noses. Others had, big, had large eyes. Some were tall and others were short. Some wore hats, others wore coats. But Before all, we turn the page, we'll put it closer so okay. they can see it better. But all were made by the same carver and all lived in the village. It's not real good to see, but Womics are like made out of wood. wood. And they look like us, except we're not made out of wood. And all day, every day, the Womics did the same thing. They gave each other stickers. Each Womick had a box of golden star stickers and a box of gray dot stickers. Up and down the streets all over the city, people spent their day sticking stars or dots on one another. The pretty ones, those with smooth wood and fine paint, always got stars. But if the wood was rough or the paint chipped, the Wemmicks gave dots. The talented ones got stars too. Some could lift big sticks high above their heads or jump over tall boxes. Still others knew big words or could sing pretty songs. Everyone gave them stars. Some women had stars all over them. Every time they got a star, it made them feel so good. It made them want to do something else and get another star. Others, though, they could do little. They got dots. I found how you tilt it certain okay. way it shows better. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. He, he tried to jump like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell, the others would gather around and give him dots. Sometimes when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then when he would try to explain why he fell, he would say something silly, and the Womics would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. He was afraid he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water. And then people would give him another dot. In fact, he had so many gray dots that some people would come up and give him one for no reason at all. And you know what? We are going to finish this after, after break. the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. 
Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, we were reading... Punchinello, we were actually reading You Are Special by Max Licato, and we just introduced Punchinello, who, um, let's talk about him. Let's learn what he's like. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump. He had lots of dots. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell, the others would gather around and give him dots. Sometimes when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then when he would try to explain why he fell, he would say something silly, and the Womix would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. He was afraid he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and then people would give him another dot. In fact, he had so many gray dots that some people would come up and give him one for no reason at all. This is Punchinello. These are the people that are giving him dots, and Punchinello... It's a pretty sad fellow. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a poet, too. He deserves lots of dots, but wooden people would agree with one another. He's not a good wooden person. After a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good wooden person, he would say. The few times he went outside, he hung around other women who had a lot of dots. He felt better around them. He's over here kicking his hat or somebody's his hat. can. Huh? I think it's a can. can. Kicking a can, he's walking back to his house because he's sad because nope. everybody gave him dots. Dots. But one day he met a woman who was unlike any he'd ever met. She had no dots or stars. She was just wooden. Her name was Lucia. It wasn't that people didn't try to give her stickers. It's just that the stickers didn't stick. Some of the women admired Lucia for having no dots. So they would run up and give her a star, but it would fall off. Others would look down on her for having no stars. So they would give her a dot, but... It wouldn't stay either. Now, I got to tell you a little story about this page. Punchinella keeps looking at her because she has no stars and dots. This, in my life, is Myrna. Hmm. Because when I met her, I had all the dots. She had none. And I couldn't understand why they didn't stick on her. And she's taught me how not to take dots. And... It's awesome because this woman, people say things to her and she lets it roll off her shoulders like it's nothing. And she's taught me that. And I so appreciate that. We're hiding behind the book. <laughs> <laughs> the tears aren't. <laughs> that's, the, that's the way I want to be, thought Punchinello. I don't want any month's marks. So we asked the stickerless women how she did it. It's easy, Lucia replied. Every day I go see Eli. Eli, yes, Eli, the wood carver. I sit in the workshop with him. Why? Why don't you find out for yourself? Go up the hill, he's there. And with that, the woman who had no stickers turned and skipped away. Yep. That's Eli thinking, 
wonder if I should go Punchinello there. Punchinello thinking? I mean, Pete Punchinello thinking, yeah. should I go, go there? there? It's pretty and scary. When, when Myrna taught me, I thought, well, it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> but will I want to see, well, excuse me, but will he want to see me? Punchinello cried out. Lucia didn't hear. So Punchinello went home. He sat near a window and watched the wooden people as they scurried around giving each other stars and dots. It's not right, he mur muttered to himself. And he decided to go see Eli. Doesn't he look cute? <laughs> mm -hmm. He walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop. His wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on his tiptoes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm. Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here. And he turned to leave. Then he heard his name. Punchinello. The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello, how good to see you. Come on, let me have a look at you. Punchinello turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name? The little woman asked. Of course I do. I made you. Go ahead. We've got it booked different and it's showing better. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Hmm, the maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at the gray dots. Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I didn't mean to, Eli. I really tried hard. Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other women think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give dots or stars? They're women just like you. What they think doesn't matter, Punchinello. And that, and all that matters is what I think. And I think you are pretty special. That is pretty special. Punchinello laughed. Me special? Why? I can't walk fast. I can't jump. My paint is peeling. Why do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello put his hands on those small wooden shoulders and spoke very slowly. Because you're mine. That's why you matter to me. Pachinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. Every day I've been hoping you'd come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know. She told me about you. Why didn't the sticker stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will, but it'll take time. You've got a lot of marks. For now, just come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as a woman walked out the door, you are special. Because I made you, and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. And so, guess who Eli is? He's my Jesus. <laughs> my Jesus. He's our Jesus. He is, isn't he? So... Do you understand why we use that in our therapy sessions? Because people go around putting dots and stars on other people. Yeah. The star, you know, the dots, we understand the dots, right? That's what, that's what we say to people when we put people down. The stars is sometimes harder to understand because, well, we're supposed to be lifting people up and making them feel good about themselves and, and, and to a point, that's, that's right, but not... But we can't make people feel good about that's themselves. That's right, we can't. And sometimes those stars, just like in the book, those stars make us um, appear to be better 
than anybody else. And that's what stars do sometimes. That's because that's why people want to put them on themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Or have you thought, have you ever seen someone put stars on somebody else because that made that would make them look look good because they put the star on them, then maybe that person would like them better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You'd be my best friend if I give you a star. Exactly. And how many times have we heard that with kids in, in the office? Yeah. I did this, but then they still well, didn't like me. That's the reason the popular girls hang around with each other. Yeah. It's because if you hang around with a popular girl, guess what? You get popular. Yeah, you do. What does that say? This says, don't let, Rope. if I can get it close enough, it's Oops. not very good for visuals on these. Don't let your hurts. Broken hurts? Yeah, don't. Don't let broken hurts rip your word. World. World, excuse me. Don't let broken hurts rip your world. If people hurt you, don't take it seriously. Don't let it go into your heart. Don't, I don't know, just let it roll off your shoulders because people are going to hurt but you. how? You taught me, give it to God. Let God's, God's opinion of you be more important than yeah. what people's opinions are. God told us in the Bible that if you trust in man, they're going to hurt you. Yeah. If you trust in him, he won't. He won't hurt you. He won't leave you. And he won't forsake you. He won't turn your, his back on you. No. I have learned that when people hurt me, if I turn around and walk away from it and say, I'm sorry you feel that way, it makes me feel better because I'm not accepting what they say about me. I'm not accepting the pain. I'm not accepting the, the opinion of them mm -hmm. because God's opinion of me is more important. But that takes practice. It does. I didn't do it no. right off. No. It took a long time for me to practice it. Because, it. I mean, once you're beat down, it takes a lot to get back up. A lot. Because a lot. it's a learning habit is what it is. It's uh -huh. taking your thoughts captive. Okay. You've got to remember that these people that say things to you mm -hmm. have done it for a long time, and it's embedded in you. And so you've got to learn to tell yourself, this isn't true. Right. This isn't true. Yeah. This isn't true. Mm -hmm. It's called repetitive thinking, repetitive talking, repetitive programming. Well, did you hear what, what it said? Programming. programming. <laughs> Why? What happens? Um, what happens when you do say something and it's out of your mouth before you know it? And what is that? I mean, can you ever just? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I've what I've heard is, oh, I didn't mean to say that. I was just teasing. When in fact, that's passive aggressive. Like. Like opening mouth and inserting foot. Yeah. So, what is it that like about the when you say something like that? This is what happens. You hurt somebody. You break their. You hurt their feelings. I mean, you tear somebody up, and yeah, you can't. You aren't responsible for somebody else's feelings because a person chooses what feelings they get. If if you say something to me, I can choose to either get hurt by it or I can choose not to get hurt by mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, God holds you responsible for your mouth. Right. So if you open mouth and you let out your feelings before you think, just think what you're going to do. It's kind of like this. It's... Where, where did I put that one? She's it's, looking. I thought She's I had a pile. Order. She has a pile. I have a pile. I have a... I had it in order, I thought. I'm going to turn them all over. There it is. It's kind of like this. When you say something that you, you don't think before you say it, this is a man on top of a building. He's got a pillow with him and a knife. He cuts that pillow open, and the wind blows the feathers everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go down and gather all those feathers up. Those feathers are all your words you say to somebody. And how are you going to gather all those feathers up? Because it blows them everywhere. You're never going to be able to gather those mm -hmm. feathers all up. The feathers that are left out there is going to hit somebody, going to hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. Who is it going to hurt? You may be intending it for her, but it's going to blow out around somebody else mm -hmm. and hurt them. And that is not good. Yeah, because even, even here a, a week or so ago, there was a feather in the house, and I swear I picked that feather up. 
And then I picked up that feather. And then I picked up that feather. I don't know where those feathers were coming from because it wasn't bird feathers that the cat brought in because he liked one of our birds. But it just kept coming. And that's what happens. It, they just appear. And when we, our words come out like that, they're already out there. And again, if someone says, oh, I didn't mean that. Or you uh, misunderstood me. How about that one? Oh, I've gotten that one many a time said to me. Mm-hmm. You misunderstood me. What about when someone says, um, you're a total idiot? That's a feather going out, right? You're dumb. You're stupid. That's um, careless words. That's throwing out careless words. It's mm-hmm. breaking people's hearts. I can tell you and tell you and tell you and you never, you never listen. Yep. And I don't know why I stayed with you. I'd be better off without you. And why do they stay? Exactly. Then why do they stay? If they say it, why are they staying? Because they really didn't mean their words. Exactly. So they're not thinking before they're saying their words. They're just saying it to hurt. And that's not good. No. It's kind of like throwing your words around. Just throwing them. Taking them. Throwing them out. Just because you can. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of mean? Yeah. That's what you call a callous heart. It is. It is a callous heart. Yeah. But, we, and, but we're not sitting here saying that we've never done it because we are far from innocent. No. I, you know, I, know I, have, I know I have said things I shouldn't have said, and I've had to go back and apologize. And it's, you know. Heaven only knows I've said things. But I do try to make an apology mm-hmm. if I've hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And if I know I've hurt somebody, mm-hmm. I try to apologize yeah. before they ask for an apology. Right. If they have to ask, I get embarrassed. Because mm. then I know I, I'm not on my toes on things. So it reminds me of, you know, halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. That's when our words will probably be used in a situation that we need to probably apologize later because we're going to say something that just comes flowing out. And it's not, it's not good when we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired halt. So we do need to watch when we're that way. Yeah. We need to get some rest. We need to eat. Um, We need maybe take some time alone. Yeah. I think that God expects everybody to be responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that he, he, didn't, he didn't put us on this earth to be guided by somebody else or to be throwing our words around right. carelessly or to, he says we are our brother's keepers. Right. And if we're supposed to be our brother's keepers, then that means we're supposed to watch what we do to mm-hmm. each other. And he gave us a heart, heaven forbid. Right. If you have a heart in your chest, you're supposed to think about somebody else. Not yourself. And if you have his heart. I mean. Right? Hey, that leads us right into his heart and God's definition of love. Yeah, what is it? First Corinthians. Whoops. First Corinthians 13. So it's First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And I want to read you God's definition of love. Okay? It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, and this is out of NIV, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And then I'm going to add verse 8, part of it. Love never fails. That's God. Right there. That's God. God can keep all that. God does keep all that. He expects us to just try to do all that. He knows we can't keep it. Right. He knows that. Yeah. We there's no way we could do it all, but we could try. Mm -hmm. And He expects us to put an effort in it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He also expects us to do what? Ask Him to help us. Yeah, because we can't do it on our own, right? No. No. There's no way we keep it on our own. Mm -mm. And. Love is not selfish. It's not self-seeking. No. This guy here, doesn't he look like he's pretty much a self-seeker? Does he look like he's pretty much he look yep. self-seeking? 
pretty much into himself. Yeah. He looks like he's a, what's he, a pretty boy, pretty guy. <laughs> Keeps himself nicely dressed, doesn't he? <laughs> to so, me, he's a self-seeker. And he don't show himself much. Nope. Keeps himself closed off, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk some more about God's definition of love and the application that it has in our lives and how we kind of um, stand up to that application when we come back from break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hi, guys. We are back from break, and we're going to talk about how some of us stand up to the definition of love. First of all, we're going to focus on a narcissist. Uh, And a narcissist is someone who is totally self-centered. And we're going to go take the definition of God's love and and see how the narcissist um, stands stands up up to it. Okay? And then we have a surprising little question at the end that goes, ouch. It ouched me. I wonder if it's going to ouch anybody else. Will it out you? I don't know. Let's find out. So we read the we read the scripture scripture and the scripture says, <laughs> scripture and it says love is patient. All right, a narcissist is unlikely to be relaxed enough to be patient because they're headstrong and determined to have their own way. So they're always going, 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 going because they are they are stubborn and peak headed. I thought that was a very psychological term, peak headed. Really. Sure. Have you seen a man with a head with a pig or a woman with a head of a pig? No, but I've met people that are pig-headed, stubborn is stubborn is stubborn. Okay. And they're driven by impulsiveness, even though they do their best to be, hot, to, be, to be patient. On the outside, they look like they're all so patient. But on their inside, the self-talk is probably, I wish these people would hurry up. They're wasting my time. This isn't what I want to be doing. Well, well I, I've met a, a narcissist before. And yeah, they don't listen to you. No, they, they don't, don't let you nope. talk. Nope. God's version of patient, of love is not only patient, but kind. A narcissist is not kind. Oh, no. A narcissist is unloving. They, in fact, they lack the ability of empathy. 
because when they were growing up, they didn't have that. They weren't modeled empathy. So they don't know how to, to be in someone else's shoes. They don't know how to do that. They weren't taught that. So they don't know how to be kind. Again, it's on the outside, and they're trying really hard to be kind, but underneath. They can be kind. They know how to be kind. They mm. can be kind when they get their way. Well, <laughs> they'll, they lack true warmth and affection, all right? So beware, because they're totally focused on self-gain and self-worship. All right, so love is patient, love is kind. A narcissist is not kind, and he is not loving. Love rejoices with the truth. A narcissist has no commitment to the truth because they don't bow to authority. And the way the story is told and the way their life is run is according to their rules. Right. Okay. Their rules go. So you need to be careful with that because they have their rules apply to them and what they make up applies to you. They can make the rules flexible. It's kind of like what I heard as, a as growing up, not from so much my parents, but just we hear it now too, is do as I do. I mean, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. My That's, dad used to say okay. that all the mm -hmm. time. And they don't have respect for authority because they see themselves as the authority. All righty. And so love is supposed to protect. With a narcissist, guess who they protect? Themselves. Nobody else. All right. But they need money to do that because they have to have this image and they need people to worship them. Love is supposed to love truth. To, that, I mean, to be trusted, be tr trustworthy. A narcissist trusts no one, and no one should trust a narcissist. Because it'd be hard to trust a narcissist once you figured out that they were. Yeah. Because they'll suck you dry emotionally and financially, and then and then set you aside. Also, love should be full of hope. Hopeful. Once more, the narcissist hopes for his or her own good. Doesn't hope for you. He hopes for him, his or her They can own good. fake it. They can fake it again. They can fake it and make you think they're hoping for you. Yeah. And then boom. They have an attitude of entitlement, meaning the world owes them everything. Amen to that. Okay. Love is supposed to persevere. Again, the narcissist perseveres, all right, trying to get to the top of the ladder and beware if you're in the way. If you're on that next rung, you your hands are going get, to get stepped on. And if you cross them, they watch out because they are revenge seekers. So, love is supposed to rejoice with the truth, protect, trust, hope, and persevere. None of those qualities are in a narcissist. Also, love is not prideful. Okay, prideful. That's the key trait of a narcissist. Boast about everything. It's exaggerated about their, their achievements, their success, their wealth, their education, etc., etc., etc. When, ironically, their pride is really a feeling of inferiority. Love is not self-seeking. Do we need to say anything about that? Out for number one, and you aren't number one. Love is not easily angered. Wow. Doesn't op openly express anger, but it's always boiling just under the surface. Now, just think about what we just said. How, how much energy would it be to be a narcissist? Because underneath, you're just, you have all of these emotions boiling. You're having to keep them down. And on the outside, you're calm, cool, and collected. That's too much energy for me. What do you think? I don't. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> yeah. They're easily angered. I think they must be good actors. I guess so. <laughs> Either they, yeah. They'll be, they won't allow anyone to be more successful, more beautiful, more, more intelligent, more anything. Watch out. All right? Love does not dishonor others. I bet they're good and tired by bedtime. <laughs> I bet so. The narcissist will go to great lengths to honor self while destroying others. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Mm. Unforgiveness. Like we said, you cross a narcissist, you better watch your back because they are obsessive. They have an obsessive need for revenge. Like uh, to the extent of even keeping camcordings. Yeah. Yeah. Love does not delight in evil. A narcissist who makes his or her own rules to get to the top, that includes slander, character assassination, misuse of power, all of that. They delight in doing that. Their whole life is nothing but evil. Right. A, 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 an evil way of putting self first. So, and that's sad. And that is sad. I mean, because they're nothing like what God says love is. They're not 
patient and kind and they rejoice in truth or protect, trust, hope, persevere. You know, they're self-seeking and easily angered. They dishonor others and, and keep a record of wrongs and they delight in evil. Hmm. Now we have the big question. You want to ask it? I uh, know. You don't want to ask it? Why not? No, because I'm hoarse. Oh, okay. She's hoarse. I'm not a, I'm not a donkey. I'm a horse. Oh, you're a horse. She could have answered it right now. All right, big question is this. This is what hurts. I want to How close are we in mimicking a narcissist when we release our negative attitude on others? And I typed, ouch. How close are we in some of these traits when we unload on somebody? You know what I think? I think all of us have a little bit of narcissism. I agree. I agree. Yep. And right now that makes me feel very shameful. The truth hurts, huh? Yeah. What do I do about it? Pray and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And then ask God to help us to release the narcissism in us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we're honest with ourselves, huh? I'm honest. I know that I, I have some of those traits. I know I do. I don't. I know. I, I'm no. I'm not a narcissist, but I have narcissism in me mm -hmm. because I have some of those traits. Because we are sinners. Because we are sinners. We're born in a sin world, and we live here. Yeah, unfortunately. But that's okay. The day's coming. When the we'll day's go coming home. when we'll go home. But until then, we're going to keep preaching the gospel to right. the world. And we're going to keep asking God to forgive us when That's we make right. mistakes. Yep. So. And we're going to do what this says. We are. We're going to start. So changing our, from our, our narcissistic tendencies of thinking only about self. And what Annette said was to, you know, to pray, ask God to help us. We have some, some putting on and some putting off. So godly thinking and this is in James, too. I could look it up for you. But godly thinking leads to godly feelings, which leads to godly actions. Okay? Let me go through that again. Which is true. Which is true. We practice what we preach. That's right. Let's just name some of these because we're starting to run out of time, and I want to give them the tools. Okay? So we put on what? Love. And so the opposite of love, we take off? Hate. Hate. How do you put on love? We'll talk to you about that. I love you, Myrna. I love you too, baby. Mwah. That's putting on love. That's putting on love. Put on, we, we need to rejoice more and grieve less. Right. And we're not talking about the grief of a loved one. Like we opened up this, the, the um, show today that a family member of ours has died. And, and so we aren't talking about that. The grief there is that people go around with this all the time, you know? Right. Is my lip out enough? Or, I don't know. Is that, that, I got it? No? <laughs> you got the top one out as far as a little one. Like I do! <laughs> um, sorry, I guess I don't grieve fat good enough. All right. We put on compassion. And we take off indifference. You have to care. If you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. That's how I look back at it. We put on kindness. Ooh. <sighs> we take off what? Cruelty. Rage. You know what? I was thinking about this. And yesterday somebody pulled that out. That means I got to quit hitting you at nighttime. No. I somebody pulled out in front of me on Highway you 95. You said I have to quit hitting you no, at you night. Can, you can hit me. She doesn't hit too hard. And... <laughs> And somebody pulled out in front of me on 95 as I was going to Grangeville to work. And I thought, <laughs> and then I asked myself, would you have done it? I said, yep, I would have done it too. So anyway, I couldn't be too mad. All right, we're going to give you some quick tools because we're running out of time. The tools are to change godly thinking into godly feeling into godly actions is to want to change. That's the bottom line. You have to want to change. Oh, my goodness. Bad enough to that you work at it. That's what we tell our clients. Exactly. Gee willie, curse. If you want to change, you want to change. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired enough to do something about it. You have to be consistent. Don't give up. 
Jesus says that if you ask anything in his name, according to his will, he will give it to you. So ask him, I can't do this by myself. I need godly thinking. You know what? No, what? You got to keep asking. You do. And the asking's not because he doesn't hear you. They asking's to what? To remind you to, to keep thinking, keep trying, and keep working at it. That's right. And God doesn't make us ask because he wants us to suffer. No. He has us ask so that our little brains get it in there. Right. Because practice makes perfect. It's for our good mm-hmm. and his glory, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. All right. So, well, see, our brains are like little computers. Oh. When we ask over and over, it reprograms our brain. Yeah. Sometimes our brain forgets. My brain for- has been forgetting quite a bit lately. <laughs> You've been under a lot. Okay. I told you to quit drinking that. <laughs> I drink way too much water. All right. (laughs) Personal relationship with Jesus will help you to have a godly thinking, godly feeling, godly action. And take your thoughts captive. Read this 2 Corinthians 10.5. Look it up. Read it. It says to take your thoughts captive. You mean you got to read the Bible too? Probably. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And you have to practice, practice, practice. Did I say practice? You said practice. And be intentional. Have accountability partner, somebody that will hold you accountable. And allow yourself to be human. That means grace. Oh, you mean accept it when you fail? Yep, accept it when you fail because you will because oh. you're human. And, and I know God won't hold it against no, you. No, no. He knows your heart. He knows you're trying. I mean, how many clients do we have come in and say, oh, God's not going to forgive me for this one? Mm. When God died on the cross one time, yep. he's not going back and die again? No. Okay. He says, I forgive you. That's right. All right. Remember the challenge. Richardson, Texas, Dublin, Ireland, China even, Wichita, Kansas. Don't leave us out here all alone. We yeah, will, we're coming home. We're Don't coming make home us come and, down there. Yeah. Well, well, you're making us because it's May. <laughs> it's May, and we can't wait to see our families. Yeah, and, we're going to do some preaching when we get down there. That's right. We're going to be, what are we gonna we're gonna be handing. I got to get those cards made. Okay. All right. Remember the challenge, May 17th. We'll see. And we have numbers every Monday. Every Monday we get new numbers. All right. We love you guys. Have a good Easter. Uh, has a, have a good celebration of Resurrection, Lord. Thank you. Talking. To, oh, next week is going to be good, too. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.